This is the Sales Development Podcast, powered by 10Bound, hosted by David Denver. My name is James Bodden, here to introduce episode 210, featuring CEO and founder at Hint Inc., Kara Golden. Kara is the founder of Hint Inc., a San Francisco-based beverage company that was founded in 2005 and is best known for its delicious, unsweetened, flavored water. Kara joins the podcast today to speak about her book published in October of 2020 called Undaunted, which is now a Wall Street Journal and Amazon bestseller, and we, the audience, get a front row seat to Kara's insight. As the episode rolls along, Kara speaks about her passion for creating and how that passion led her to building Hint and some really interesting insight about what it took for her to realize there was a gap in the market and how she was going to fill it. At the 16 minute mark, Kara gives us advice on what to do if you're going through life and career pivots. Kara once worked in the tech space for AOL and made a huge transition to running her own business. She gives some fantastic insight on what it means to make it through a transition and a transformation and come out better for it on the other side. At the 25 minute mark, Kara talks about the power of trying. David and Kara chat about why it's so worth it to take that leap and go outside of your comfort zone. As the episode wraps up, Kara talks about finding your groove, meaning finding what you're passionate about and using that to fuel the work you do. It's the way that she built her business and she gives some very practical and tactical advice. This episode is built for the entrepreneur listening. It's built for the individual contributor or the leader working in a business because Kara's giving us insight on what it takes to lead with passion in your career. And no matter what you're doing, that's so important and such a key to success. If you enjoy this episode, head over to tenbound.com, leave us a five-star rating, and for now, enjoy episode 210 featuring CEO and founder at Hint Inc., Kara Golden. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. This is David Denver, your host, and today I'm going to be able to introduce you to my favorite thought leader, CEO, founder of Hint Inc., Kara Golden. And she's best known for her, obviously, her award-winning Hint Water, the leading unsweetened flavored water. She's also received numerous awards, including being named Ernest Young Entrepreneur of the Year, In Styles, Badass 50. Yes, I said that correctly. And previously, Golden was VP of Shopping Partnerships at America Online. And she actually has her own show. I'm sure that you've all seen it, The Care Golden Show. And her first book, that's what we're going to be talking about today, is Undaunted, which Overcoming Doubt and Doubters, which was released back in October 2020 and is now on Wall Street Journal's and Amazon's bestseller. So with that being said, welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. So today, we're not only going to be talking about your amazing book, And I'll pause there for a second because I sincerely want to say thank you for sending me a copy and not just sending it, but signing it. Like you have no idea how much that means to me. Oh, wow. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say that. Of course. Of course. So with that all put together, I mean, let's talk about who is Kara Golden, like the meaning behind who you are as a person and really what you stand for. 
Well, I think more than anything, I enjoy creating. I've always really looked at, you know, just opportunities that exist out there that no one is working on. So I think there's, you know, taking a step back, there's two types of entrepreneurs out there that I can sort of identify. And some are entrepreneurs where maybe they see an idea and they believe they can do it better. And, you know, in the beverage industry, maybe vitamin water was kind of the first, and then there were a lot of other kind of copycat products. Maybe they added on different elements to the product afterwards, but they, you know, just tried to do it better. For me, I guess I would identify what I've set out to do with Hint was, you know, more along the lines of creating an entirely new category. So no one was doing unsweetened flavored water. I, in many ways, wish they would have been because I kept thinking, I wish somebody was doing this. I just want fruit and water. I don't want diet sweeteners. I don't want regular sugar in it. And it seemed like such an easy thing. And how could no one be doing this? And so when I started, I had been in tech, as you mentioned before, I was at America Online and had run their shopping partnerships for almost seven years. And when I was looking at what my next step was, I was taking a couple of years off. I, at that time, had young kids that I was staying home with. And I was just really thinking that I would probably eventually get back into tech. I never thought about starting my own company. I certainly didn't think about going into sort of the beverage industry. But when I saw this idea that I had and had this you know, vision to actually improve life in some way and help a lot of people not only drink water, but also get healthier. I thought that's just pretty darn cool. If I could do something like that and you know, help a lot of people, that to me would really put not only an imprint on my life, but also you know, just make me feel good every day to know that I was helping people. So I would say that that is who I am, somebody that wants to help. I absolutely admire that so much. And, you know, I think it all starts with our inner being first and being able to like feel comfortable in our own skin. And from there, being able to help people. And so was there like something that triggered one day? And I'm a big fan of yours and I know a lot about your story, but for our listeners today, you know, what was that one thing that triggered you to say, you know what, I need to stop doing, let's say, for example, drinking soda, and I want to change my life around. What was that moment in your life where you're like, this is what I want to do? Well, I was helping my kids, actually, my very young kids. When I stopped working at AOL, I had three kids under the age of four. And so I was really focusing as a parent on making sure that I was putting the best food I could into their body. And when I looked at what they were drinking, that was where I really saw kind of behavioral changes. So when I was giving them apple juice, they were bouncing off the wall and yet apple juice to them tasted way better than plain water. And so I was trying unsuccessfully to get them to drink something other than pure sugar, right? And so it was really tough. And at one moment along the way, I felt like I was kind of a hypocrite because I was looking at my own habits and how I was drinking this diet 
Coke. And I probably talked to myself and said, well, diet isn't as bad as, you know, regular sugar. I never thought that it was, you know, I had my own health issues that I was challenged with. I was overweight. I had developed terrible adult acne. And so when I thought, okay, I'm going to get healthy too. I'm going to get my kids healthy, but I'm going to, you know, practice what I preach. That was the moment when I decided I'm going to stop drinking diet soda and see if I see any changes at all. I mean, that's what I'm trying to instill in their lives. So let me see if I see any changes or not. And after two and a half weeks, I lost over 20 pounds. My skin cleared up. And so I had done like, I guess, an experiment on myself to actually see if how my body would react to plain water versus soda. And it was dramatic. Now, there was one problem which was that I didn't love the taste of water. I, as you know, grew up in Arizona and I should have been drinking a lot more water growing up than I did, but instead I substituted water consumption for diet soda. And I thought it's fine, right? I mean, it's liquid, it's gotta be water there somewhere. But little (laughs) did I know that my body had a totally different effect on or my body would react, I should say differently than it would with plain water. And so I had to figure out a way to make water more exciting. So I started slicing up fruit, throwing it in the water in my kitchen, still not thinking that this was going to be a company. I mean, this was just a product to help me drink water. But over time, when, you know, when you lose that much weight in that period of time, people notice. I noticed, but other people noticed. And they would say, what did you do? I mean, what diet did you, were you on? Are you starving yourself? I mean, what exactly are you doing? And I would share my story with them. And then people would say, oh, that's so interesting. I never really paid attention to, I always thought diet was better for me. And I was like, me too. And so I would have this dialogue. And then finally I thought, this is a hassle to be slicing a fruit and putting it in water every day because I want to keep up my water consumption. And so I started looking in the grocery stores. First, I looked at Whole Foods, brand new store in San Francisco that had just opened. And I didn't stop there. I ended up going to the East Coast. I had a trip planned and I looked in New York and Boston and I couldn't find a water that was flavored that didn't have sweeteners in it. So at that moment, I thought, well, I'm not doing anything else. I mean, I'm at home with the kids. I can keep making this drink in my kitchen. I'm not going to go out and get another job in tech quite yet. And so maybe it'd be kind of fun to see if I could get a product on the shelf at this new store. And that was how Hint started. But, you know, I'll leave you with like the most important thing is that I kept thinking that if I tried and it didn't work out, then I could always go back to doing what I was doing before. And I think that's an important point that a lot of people forget. And especially the more experience you have, it's like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, maybe you go out and you do something and, you know, it doesn't work out. You're not able to figure it out. Or, you know, on the other side, maybe you do. Maybe you do figure it out. And then, you know, that's really, you learn a lot about yourself, you know, whether you 
succeed or maybe you're a total failure. You, you know, meet new people, you learn about lots of different things that you didn't know about last week. All of those things were going through my head. But I think like the one other piece that I'll mention is that having worked in media, having worked in tech for crazy ideas, the first one, CNN, right, where it was a late stage startup and Ted Turner was running around saying, 24-hour news all over the world. Everyone's got to see, see the same feed. And then obviously when I went, I moved to Silicon Valley and worked for a spin out of Apple that was a Steve Jobs idea that ended up getting acquired by America Online, having a incredible founder, Steve Case, at that startup. Being able to watch founders who scaled companies that some days you thought, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it seems to be, and they're working really hard and they've got a visionary idea. And maybe a glimpse of that helped me to say, I don't know, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can't, but that's okay. I'm going to go try. I admire and love that so much. And it's, you know, throughout your book and a lot of your quotes, like your resilience you know, talking about like Mamba mentality and somebody that just like completely is not afraid to fail. And that is someone that is very humble, but also on the other side of that is, I still remember, I think it was one of your quotes and I tell, like, I don't know if it's hundred percent. So please like, tell me if this is not right, but they end up saying something like, you know, your book isn't going to sell or, you know, there were like a number of publishers per se who told you that, you know, female entrepreneur books don't sell. And for mm-hmm. me, I hope you sent those publishers as a signed copy and thanking them for the doubt. Well, you know, it's interesting. One thing that I've learned about, I didn't know anything about the book publishing world. I called myself an accidental entrepreneur. I called myself an accidental publisher or author, I should say. But it's interesting. I think that so often, people make decisions on things in the world, right? And they don't really know how they got to that decision. It's just a common thread along the way, like that doesn't work, or I don't like that place or whatever it is. And so again, having not been in you know, the publishing industry before and never been an author, I believed it. I mean, I thought they have all the data. I don't have the data. And so, okay, so I just, you know, moved on to somebody else and Harper Leadership actually published the book and really believed in me and and also, you know, believed in the concept. And, you know, I think the interesting thing is, is that there aren't as many books about the journey and about, and the story that I really wanted to tell when you're doing something that is a little bit different, right? Whether it's a company or a book that, you know, people try and put you into a box like, oh, I mean, when I was launching Hint, it was like, oh, is this like vitamin water? No, not even sort of like vitamin water. You know, they would say, oh, is this a story by a, you know, female entrepreneur? Those don't work. Oh, okay. Well, This is not a how-to book. This is a book about the crazy stories that I keep people like 
laughing at dinner parties, you know, over the years that it's like, they're so bad and so scary that people are like, oh my gosh, what did you do? You know? And those are the things that I think really not only engage people, but also help people to understand that you can get through, you can go over the wall, knock down the wall, however you want to think about it and really go out and live undaunted. And that was what I envisioned for this book. But again, when you're doing something new that hasn't really been done before and talking about the hard stuff along the way, the failures, the water problems. And, you know, when we first launched and trying to figure this stuff out, like that, you know, life isn't perfect. And I think more people need to be much more honest about the challenges, especially the successful ones, successful people who are have their own journeys, right? And I think that's a lot of what I try to do on my podcast too, is get these stories out that are the hard stories, the stories where, you know, they can be messy. There's people, you know, who fail and fired along the way, and yet they turn out to be running a company years later. Absolutely. And I think that I'll, you know, be great with the next question here is there's a lot of fear in the economy right now, right? So like, what advice would you give someone who, you know, has recently lost their job going through a major life change and then coming from someone who drastically did a pivot yourself within your career during your life? Like, what would you tell someone that is kind of going through like a really tough time with the recession and all this other stuff? that's going on in the news. You've been through it before, especially in 2008. So like, this isn't your first rodeo. Yeah. I mean, I think that the first thing, there's a couple of thoughts. It was interesting. I had a friend over last night who actually used to be my babysitter for years and, okay. and took care of our kids. And she came over for a get together. And she was saying to me, I mean, she's got a great job. Her husband, they both got great jobs, but living in the Bay Area, it's just really expensive and they can't save money. And so she said, you know, it's just like she said, I'm embarrassed to tell people like how much money I make. I, it's not like I'm taking great vacations or any of these kind of things. So she's seriously considering like trying to figure out where, you know, she could buy a house for less and, you know, and rework things a little bit where it's not going to be a disaster for her to go to a city that is a little more affordable, that maybe the taxes are better, that the schools are good, whatever. And I think like people are in that process right now of rethinking a lot of things. Many people are thinking about that so that they have some savings. And, and oftentimes when you go through that process of rethinking things too, maybe you're not in the right job. Maybe you, you know, graduated from college and you decided, okay, I'm really good at finance and I'm going to go take that finance job. And you decide I've been doing this for 10 years and I don't love it. Like it's a chore. I'm like, you know, pissed that I've got to go into the office and all of those things. Maybe those are signs that you actually need to reboot things a little bit. And it's not like rebooting means totally leaving what you know how to do either that the beauty is, is that sometimes you can take your skills and the things that you've learned and go into a new industry where you're learning. And I think that that's the story of me that you picked up on too, where 
you know, I knew how to do certain things and I had watched people create things. And I thought, I've got this idea that I'm really passionate about that every morning I wake up and I'm thinking about, I wonder if I could make a phone call to go do this or go do this. And I felt like that's what I wanted to be doing ultimately. And I think that so many people have those ideas out there, whether they want to start a company or maybe they find somebody who's already doing this kind of company and they can go support that. I mean, at Hint, just as an example, you know, we've had many people who have come from different industries. And I think the beauty is, is that they loved Hint because they enjoyed drinking water and, you know, it was part of their life, but it was also something that they believed in. And, you know, and they wanted to know more information about it. They were curious about it. And then they figured out, oh, gosh, that company is based in San Francisco or, you know, maybe there's roles in all over the country, no matter where you're living. But I think that that is the thing that people kind of forget about because they get stuck in their, you know, job, but you're not doing a company any you know, service if you're not really excited about it. I think like that's the thing that is really important for people to remember, right? You know, if you start thinking about, well, I'm not getting paid enough or, and I'm not saying that you don't need to be making a great salary, you know, that you deserve to be making. But if you're sitting there thinking about all the benefits and not actually what you're spending your time doing every single day, I think you're not being fair to yourself. 100%. And that also kind of goes with one of the things that you said, I think it was either an interview or it could have been part of the book. I mean, I read so much of your stuff because it's just so inspirational, but no, no, I sincerely mean that from my heart. And it's about choosing the right people, right? Like you talk about choosing the right people. And sometimes that could mean either eliminating people out of your life that could be toxic, but like finding the people that really believed in you. And I think it was for you, I think it was the Chase founder and CEO, if I recall that correctly, that really took, I wouldn't say take you under his wing, but like he continued to support you. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that and like choosing your people. Yeah. I mean, I can't say you're talking about Jamie Dimon. I can't say that I talked to him, you know, every single day, but what was interesting is I was at a dinner in San Francisco and I frankly, didn't really pay attention to the fact that he would be at the dinner. Maybe I should have paid attention to it, but it was a pretty small dinner. I wasn't shocking to be sitting next to him, but I happened to be sitting next to him at this entrepreneurs and founders dinner with about 20 people. And, you know, just sitting down and having a conversation with somebody and trying to understand, you know, who they are. I think is really the lesson learned there. And I think he had never tasted hint before, but when a few people were walking up to me and, you know, I had, we went around the table and I described what I did. And that was when, you know, he sort of ended the conversation around the table. He was the last one to sort of introduce himself and said, gosh, I haven't tried hint. I think I need to because everybody kept coming back to, oh, hint, we have it in our office. I love hint. You know, it's great. So again, I think like the power of, I guess, just making sure that, you know, life doesn't need to be that scripted. You can actually talk to somebody about life and sort of 
you know, what do they do? And, and I, especially when somebody is a pretty famous person, I think actually, you know, not sitting there doing too much research on them, but instead just saying, oh gosh, I didn't know who you were. And I mean, I'm honored and all of those kind of things versus actually saying, well, I know this about you and I know this about you and being nervous because I think like the more successful you are to people tend to not be like, don't want to intrude. They don't think that they're equal in some way. So they won't actually come up to somebody just to say hi. And right, like that's what it boils down to. And I think instead just being yourself and, you know, being kind, you know, being approachable are really the, you know, key lessons learned from that example. Absolutely. And, you know, being transparent, like when we first started, I I was definitely nervous to have the conversation with you and just knowing all the obstacles that you've come through. And it is inspiring. And so like at any given moment, you see someone that has not just financially, it had nothing to do about that, but more so just like continuing to share your story. It's like you've left your mark. And I think that's what a legacy is all about, like leaving your mark. And like, how did someone make you feel? How did they ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, they could have been having a good day, but, or a bad day in this example. And, you know, you could have made it for them. Like, so much better. And so, for example, like when I reached out to you, I didn't think I was going to get a response. Like the very first time I reached out to you, I'm like, I'm going to write this email. There was a bunch of emojis in there. I'm like, this could be so much. This could be way too much. But then when your name came in my inbox, I'm like, you got to be kidding. No way. And so I was just like, happy to see it because beyond hint, like your motivation, that's what really touched me of like, you know, my story of like kind of getting beat down in life. I'm like, wow, like, okay. Like this person really just is a fighter and she just loves the underdog. She just, she practices what she preaches. So like Kara, just, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to even, you know, be speaking with you today and, you know, reading your book is and getting to know you really has, has changed my life. And, and wow, super, super, super nice. Well, but again, as, my dad used to say, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I think reaching out to people and trying, you know, you'd be no worse off if somebody doesn't respond, right? You might be bummed that somebody doesn't respond, but you just move on. And I think that that's, you know, what I've learned in life too. I mean, there's, if you don't call it risk or call it just try, right? And I think it's just, you just go out and see, you know, what, will happen. And I think that that's what I learned growing up as an athlete too, that I always had this idea, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, do a round off back handspring or not, but I'm going to sure try and see what will happen. And I think that the other thing is, is I would always find my inspirations around me. I would always find people who, you know, were better than me that I could study that I could see how they thought about things. Because by doing that, I think that you set up these, you know, miniature goals for yourself. People always say to me, you know, like, it's really hard for me to set up a goal because it just seems so daunting. And what I always say to people is go find those people who kind of roughly are doing what you're doing. It doesn't even have to be in 
you know, your sport or your category and start asking them like how they thought about things along the way. And when you do that, you really start to hear how they strategized about steps and how hopefully they're able to really describe, you know, in some way how it didn't end up being as daunting as maybe they originally started thinking about it. And I think like, that's what I've always done, you know, starting as a curious kid, you know, to today. I mean, just find those people that are doing really cool stuff. I mean, it's interesting. I just got back from a trip a couple of weeks ago. I think you and I were emailing when this was happening and it was in the British Virgin Islands. And I was invited to go to a conference that I didn't know any of the women that were at this conference. They were all from Australia. It was called the Business Chicks Conference. And it was at Necker Island, which is Richard Branson's island. And so I thought, be pretty darn cool to go to Richard Branson's Island. And, you know, there was all this paperwork that went along with it that, you know, you probably won't see Richard Branson there. And, you know, he's not always there, but sometimes he's there. And, but there's, you know, whenever I go to any kind of island or beach, I want to know what the activities are. I'm constantly wanting to be active. So I heard that there was kite surfing and I thought that'd be kind of fun. I wonder if it's, you know, how, I can learn to kite surf. I might fail. Seems really hard in the San Francisco Bay, but it's much calmer waters in the British Virgin Islands. So why don't I give it a try? So I went out there to the beach and figured out how to start taking lessons. There were a few other women who were taking lessons as well as part of this group. And sure enough, Richard Branson was out there like, you know, doing the kite surfing. And, you know, I've I just admired sort of the fact that, you know, he's out there and he's doing it and he's pretty darn good. And I was just like, how do you do that? You know, like, do you bend to the left a little bit? Like, I mean, I was really asking him more from a curiosity. And again, creating those conversations, you're showing your curiosity. I, of course, knew who he was, but that wasn't my purpose. I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to figure out how did you start Virgin? right? How did you do all these things? Instead, I just was like, wow, it's pretty cool. Like, how long have you been doing it? What made you want to do it? You know, and how did you like, how often do you do all of these kind of questions are just, you know, questions that create engagement that you end up, you know, having further conversations after that, about other things. 100%. Like, that is such a cool story that learning more about you on a daily basis, just like trying to figure out you know, what really gets you ticking? Like, like you end up saying, you know, do I lean left? Do I lean right? Like you're out there trying to do new things and like you practice what you preach. So like for our viewers listening in today, like what's going to be a big takeaway from an individual reading your book? I think the key thing is constantly be learning, constantly be trying to put yourself into situations that you're a little uncomfortable about. And, you know, I think more than anything, being able to look back at situations where a few weeks ago, I had never kite surfed before. Now I actually have, I'm terrible, right? And, you know, I certainly am not ready to go on the San Francisco Bay, but you have to start somewhere and you have to, you know, get an idea of how, you know, things work and whether or not, 
you know, you can actually succeed at something. The only way you're going to be able to do that is to actually go try. And so whether that's starting a company, whether that's getting over your fears of the Grand Canyon, whatever the story is, I mean, you have to go out and give it a try. And, you know, one of the things that I think about a lot and share with students as well as, you know, entrepreneurs is that there are so many people who opt out, right? They just decide I'm not qualified. I, you know, there's no way I could take that risk. There's no way I can do these certain things. And so the odds are actually much greater that you will be able to be successful because there's so many people that are not going to compete because they just opt out. So why not go try? I mean, who cares? Like, let's just imagine that you're the one that always like fails. You're the one that always is, you know, falling down and you can't do anything. I mean, at some point you start laughing at yourself, I guess, right? Like, you're just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I'm, you know, and maybe that's your legacy. I don't know. But it's like, I doubt that's really going to be the situation. You're always going to find something where you're good at, you're successful at, you find your groove. And I think that that's the most important thing versus opting out or, you know, feeling stuck. You know, it's just not worth it. 100%. Kara Golden, CEO, founder of Hint Inc. And you can pick up the book on Amazon. Anywhere else that you can lead your folks to go grab a book today? Well, it's on Audible as well, the downloadable audio version of it. And I believe it's in many, many bookstores as well. So definitely, hopefully you'll get a copy too. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sales Development Podcast. And hopefully we'll be able to see you in the near future. Terrific. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.